We got action. We got action here. We're you in want, there. You want to give it a clappity clap? I do want to clap it up. <laughs> here it is. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Welcome, everyone, to episode 17 of the greatest podcast of 2020. We are the only reason that every that 2020 is worth living through. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Eric's like, calm down. <laughs> What's crack-a-lackin', mother truckers? How we doing? Welcome to another beautiful episode of this podcast. Did you load one in the chamber first before or you just... No, I didn't, shoot? bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the generic shooty sound. <laughs> yes. It is nothing and everything all at once. There we go. See, I've been doing the sound effects on the same spots in the, in the intro. I'm kind of just getting a feel for like what goes oh, where, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking about just putting the sound effects in the actual song. Oh, there you go. And then making that our intro. Make that the intro. So I don't have to like do it. Or I could just give the sound effects to Eric. Yeah. Eric can just. This is episode 17. This is episode 17. By the way. We made it through 17 of these things. Wow. I can't believe Devin hasn't chopped my head off yet. <laughs> well, you know, that's episode 20. Okay. I'll be <laughs> ready tuned. for it, bro. This year sucks anyway. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Not funny. He says. So I woke up early this morning and I went out to Columbia River High School Oof. in Hazelda yeah. with my buddy Joel. So that was a long drive from Tiger to Vancouver. But uh, we got an awesome workout in this morning out that's, in the football field. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. We didn't get to play too many sports being homeschooled. But I always watch those football movies and stuff and like watch those guys train and just thought like, damn, I want to train with like a football team or like or something. So it was cool to be on the on the football field. Yeah. I felt like a football player. Yeah. You, know? you channeling you into a football player? Yeah, dude. Dude, I feel like I would have been awesome at football. You would have. <laughs> it's like nobody get past me. Yeah, dude. <laughs> be a good defender. Yeah. It's probably it ends up playing. So what yeah, do you guys dude. do? We did uh, 10 push-ups every 10 yards across the football field and while side shuffling in the push-up position. Right. So we start at the end zone, do 10 push-ups, go side shuffle to the 10-yard line, do 10 push-ups, side shuffle to the 20-yard line, do 10 push-ups, and then we take a break, like 30 seconds. Oh, okay. And then shuffle to the 30, do 10 push-ups, shuffle to the 40, do 10 push-ups, and take a break. And then, and then we went all the way across the field and back doing that. And I'm telling you, my shoulders are killing me, bro. Dude, you need a massage before Monday. I will. Seriously, because, you know, when you're doing push-ups, you're like, you feel it in your chest. But then when you side shuffle, you kind of have to like pick your butt up in the air yep. to get yeah. your feet and your arms moving. And that's the weirdest movement, like, like, yeah. Do I do my hands first? Do I do my feet first? Do I cross my hands or do I like, right? Like, 
how am I supposed to do that? And so yeah. I was working all these muscles in my back and my shoulders and stuff where I'm like, what is going on, dude? Like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Like, um, I like how you did that. Probably, this probably wasn't like the, the thought and planning behind it. But if you think about squats, it's all just forward. Then you get your bench press and it's just forward. You know? yeah. And then you go into, uh, you know, you do all of these like bicep curls, tricep extensions, and nothing is like lateral movements. Right? Yeah. So then you just, all of a sudden you just throw some lateral movements into it, changes everything up. And it's like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, that was weird, dude. Yeah. I did some yard work yesterday too. I've been working for a cleaning company. I didn't figure out what the cleaning, what the, what her company is called. But I can say her name on here. My friend Jenna owns a company. If you need your house cleaned, you should hit her up. There's a, there's a lot of Jennas out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Jennas. <laughs> you know their last name? Yeah, it's Quintana. I think there it's how you, you say that. So if you want your or house Quintana. cleaned. Quintana. I don't know. Put it in the notes. Yeah, dude, she's really good <laughs> at what she does. And we were uh, doing some yard work yesterday. I'm just, I've just, she's just been contracting me out for jobs as I have time, and because <clears throat> I got my Uber account suspended. That's right. So I haven't been able to do that lately, and I've just been looking for work wherever I can. But yeah. you looking at Grubhub? Or they Grubhub? Still- I think last time I checked with them, they weren't. They weren't accepting new drivers wait really yeah oh and i I, and i was kind of scared of trying to sign up for a couple more and i thought i thought well i already have my postmates account so let's just do that and yeah i ended up ordering a postmates debit card because i already had an account with them oh but they have to send you the card so you can pay for the food that's right that's what you're waiting for yeah at least on some of them uber eats just just gives you all the deliveries and they pay for the food yeah. And then they take the customer's money for it. Right. And then you deliver it and get paid. But so, yeah, I'm on Postmates now. There and, you go. Uh, doing yard work and cleaning and working at the studio. Nice. Man. This summer, I missed out on a lot of work, man. Yeah. Missed out on a lot of work, you know, but, <laughs> you know, hanging out with Joel this morning really helped me realize that really helped me remember, you know, what it's like to, to have that mentality of, of no excuses. Yep. And, uh, you know, just improve. Yeah. Yeah. Using your, your willpower to push through the times where you don't want to do it and, um, staying motivated, feeding your mind with positivity and, uh, that kind of thing, you know. Joel's always been really passionate about motivation and that stuff, uh-huh. discipline. And, yeah, you know, he's a man of character, and he's a very spiritually minded person. And he makes he makes videos online, just short little clips. And so we posted a video on Facebook today on his account of before our workout and then after. Oh man! <laughs> and before it was funny because we're running. We we ran a mile on the track to warm up. Oh okay. And we're talking to Cameron. You can see us and we're like, oh my God, we're like, this is going to be awesome. We're here. What's up, guys? We're ready to work out. It feels great outside. <laughs> and then, you know, we do our workout. And by the end of it, we're just like, oh my God. And then we what took another we video. And that video was a lot different energy. Yeah, you know, definitely. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was more <laughs> like we made it. We made it through. It was hard, but we did it. We overcame and we pushed through. Yeah. You know. That's great, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um I think working out is a really good way to strengthen those muscles of like discipline, willpower. Yes. That is like a big part of like some of the, you know, un unthought of um benefits of working out is this whole idea of willpower and being able to push yourself to get you into this place where you don't want to be there. You don't want to do the things, but you do it anyway. You yeah. Know? And um that's how I was with the yard work yesterday too. I wanted to quit after like an hour, dude. Yeah. I was done. It was hot. Yeah, exactly. So, but you can look back and it's just like, it's just doing something that's difficult, even though you don't want to. Um, there's a lot of benefit that goes into that. Yeah. You know, just, um, and that's, that's kind of one of the side effects of working out. You know, you, you get bigger muscles, you, you feel healthier, you feel better, but you also get like this mental toughness, mm. you know, especially people that own like garage gyms. Like right now I've been having to work out in like 90 degree weather mm. and um, just that adds a whole nother level to it. Like at, at LA fitness, you know, you're all just like 70 degrees. Yeah. Air conditioning, air conditioning, everything's nice climate control. There's no flies buzzing around. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but in the, in your garage, it's a little different. Huh? It gets hot yeah, in there. It gets really hot in there, Damn. you know, and you have to, you know, I, I usually wait until the evening cause there's a nice breeze that's coming through. Um, cause I would work out in the morning, but the mornings are really busy for me. So I just work out in the evening when there's a breeze, Yeah, but it's still like 85 degrees out. Yeah. And, um, just, just takes a long time to cool down. <laughs> Dude, working out in the hot is, is, is something completely different. Yep. Like a lot of people ask me why I sauna all the time. Mm -hmm. I usually sauna all the time, but they're all closed. Um, might not come back. And, you know, there's there's tons of health benefits to saunaing. Right. You know, healthier skin, you know, flushes your body of any toxins you put in it, you know, during the day. And, uh, damn it, where was I going with that? Working out in the hot. Yeah, working and, out in the hot. But I, I think another benefit to saunaing that people don't talk about a lot is that it just trains your body to be in that condition. Right. Cause like when I was working out or when I was doing yard work yeah, and I started to sweat, I started to get really, really hot. And it's like, you know, 1.30 PM and the sun's just like right there, just beating down on us and I'm just sweating dick. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. But, but then I remember, you know, that moment where I was in the sauna and Joel's like, okay. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking I'm about done now. And Joel's like, you want to go 10 more minutes? I'm like, fuck, sure. No. Let's go 10 more minutes, <laughs> you know? And, and then I just pushed through, you know, I, I didn't think I could do it, but Joel yeah. was there and he's going to do it. So if he can do it, I can do it. Right. You know? And so, and then, and then I give myself that extra 10 and you just detach in your mind from your body. And you're just like, I'm, I'm itching from this heat. I can feel myself like getting dehydrated. I can like right. feel all the moisture getting sucked out of my body. Yep. But it's going to be over at some point and I'm going to have a glass of water. Just push through. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yep. And there was, other, there was another time when I was 
driving to gigs in my Acura Integra with no air conditioning and the power windows were broken. <laughs> so the power windows are locked That's closed. That's brutal. And the air conditioning doesn't work. And uh. I'm driving to fucking Damascus, Oregon City, you know, can be. <laughs> All these places in Oregon that I had never even heard of before. Aurora. <laughs> and just sweating, just like, how am I gonna oh, DJ my gosh. this wedding? Yeah. And thinking back to that moment, just like, you know what? This is gonna be over at some point. I'm gonna get some water. And I remember I'd show up to gigs just drenched and people would be like, are you okay? And I'd have to explain to them. Why you're that way. I have way. no air conditioning. My power windows don't work. Yeah. And they go, oh my God, you have no air, you have no air conditioning? And I'm like, no, I don't have air conditioning. Oh man. And your power went, oh, and your windows, no, no my windows don't work. So where am I setting up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this the whole way here. Let's not relive this moment. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm ready right to move Let's on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, dude, that's how it was when I had my Stratus. It was like there was no AC. There was no, um, there was no like all the the creature comforts in a car. Yeah, were just non-existent. Yeah, you know, and you got four wheels and a gas pedal. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, uh, luckily my windows rolled down, so that was nice. But the worst part was like uh, my heat didn't work either. So I had no heating and in the middle of the winter time where, um, you know, there's enough condensation in the air. So if you're driving and it's early morning, uh, that condensation hits your window and then freezes. So I would like drive one block, pull off to the side, get out of my car, scrape the ice off my yeah. car because it would build up on the window again, drive another block, pull over, get my icer out, scrape the ice off the car. That's so dangerous. <laughs> It was so bad. I'm so like dangerous. Yeah, I remember I drove around. Oh, I forgot to mention on the Integra, the windshield wipers were broken too. Oh, in the rain. Yeah, dude. So not only am I a mess in the summer everywhere I go, I'm a disaster. I'm like risking my life all through the nine months out of the year that it rains here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, dude. Why do we put up with those things for so long? This is like a legitimate hazard, but we're like, this is fine. Yeah, but I'd rather buy weed than get my yeah, exactly. get my windshield wipers. I fixed. need that beer. And beer is more important than my safety driving because there's nobody on the road at four o'clock in the morning. Whatever, I'll just get there. That's when you know you have an addiction. <laughs> when you're risking your life, but you don't care. <laughs> yeah, money is a weird thing though. It's 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 like, you know, of course I get my windshield wipers fixed, but it it you know, it costs 30 bucks and, and I don't always have 30 bucks. Yeah. I have other things I like to do with my money. Was it the actual motors in the windshield? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the motors. So okay. in everywhere I went, they told me it's going to, it would have been like a ridiculous amount of money to yeah, fix, fix windshield wipers. Yeah. And that car actually ended up getting stolen too. So, well, that's uh. sometimes <laughs> we're like, okay, well, thank you that I didn't actually spend the money on that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. And I needed to get rid of that car and it was a death trap. Yep. It was an absolute death trap. And I had already gotten a new car. It was sitting there for a while before it got stolen, but Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not upset about it anymore. Yeah. I'm glad I got rid of it. And I'm glad I got my Lancer now. Yep. And it's a uh, good car. It's nice. We're set up, bro. Yeah, dude. I got I got like this you know, problem-solving, solution-seeking mindset. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm willing to just do whatever it takes to get to the goal. And right. you got know, that mental toughness. Yeah, bro. And I, and I don't like to cancel gigs. I don't like to cancel appointments. The show must go on. Mm-hmm. The show must go figure on. Figure it out. Yeah, got to figure it out. Yeah. Got to figure it out. I think people just just make excuses to not do shit all the time. And like, you know, I might have, I could have gotten like a regular job during that summer and, you know, waited to put things on hold for a few years in the music world. And, you know, did the DJ thing a little bit yeah. and then did my job a little bit more, you know, to get a nice car before I start, you know, contracting this work that's in all these different places in Oregon. Uh-huh. Sometimes but you just got to jump, dude. You got to jump. You got fire, <laughs> ready, aim, you know? <laughs> ready, fire, aim. But fire, ready, aim. <laughs> yeah, fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you got to do that, man. <laughs> See what I did there? I did. I fired before. Yeah, the- you did. <laughs> I- oh, boy. That's well, my mentality, bro, is, is fire, ready, aim. That's awesome. Um, so did you hear about that thing? You know how everybody's just super distracted about uh, everything that's going on? 2020 is a mess, you know, and everybody's super distracted by all these other Murder hornets, Murder hornets coronavirus, killer zombie virus, and stuff. But um, black people dying by the cops. Yeah, people dying by cops and stuff. But um, the okay, I really hope I get this right. Um, I did a little bit of research into it, but I can't find anything definitive. But I'm pretty sure that I heard this. The Pentagon released a little article on the New York Times. Pentagon. Yes, the Pentagon. So the government, the people, the people that know everything. Why are uh, they called the Pentagon? Why are they called? Because the building looks like is in the shape of a Pentagon. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's it's the Pentagon. It's a big government building. Anyways, they released an article that they that they found um, technology vehicles that is confirmed to not be from this Earth. Fuck. <laughs> yep. They found. Okay. Wow. They found <laughs> what exactly? So they said the, the, I, I couldn't find it in the article that I found. I didn't want to spend too much time looking through it, but um, they found they said that they found some vehicles that contain technology that's not from Earth. Not from how do they know it's not from Earth? Um, that's a good question. That's not what. See, yeah, this is the article that I found. So Eric's got it pulled up here. Yeah. So it says, according to the Times, the Pentagon stated that the program was disbanded. The Senate committee report last month revealed spending on a program called Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. So this is about a tech- So they opened up a product. new branch of like people right. to so study this, this isn't type what, shit. This isn't what we're talking. And for some reason, oh. every time I go to look for it, I can't find the article that the that this other podcaster is referring to. I thought I heard about that too, though. Yeah. Did you tell me before or did I hear it somewhere else? Uh, I know that Joe Rogan talked about it on his podcast a little bit that they found like in that yeah, Post Malone thing. That was thing, in the Post Malone They, they kind of, yeah. yeah, talked about that in passing, you know, and that they, so yeah, they just found these vehicles that are, that contain technology that's not from this earth, man. And um, 
Yeah, it's crazy. Off-world vehicle. The Pentagon has off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Yep. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> so whether that means that, you know, because for the longest time, there's been all these documentaries and these people talking about, you know, Area 51 and all these ridiculous things. Uh, and they, they claim that there was extraterrestrial stuff, but they're always, the government's always like shutting it down. Yeah. And really being just kind of like, nope, this isn't right. And just really shutting it down. And uh, maybe, and then the whole, the whole conspiracy theory behind this thing is that it's so distracted. And everybody's so just, you know, focused on these, you know, two big things that are going on right now that they can put something out like this and then nobody's going to pay attention. Yeah, because they, okay, because they have to release a certain amount of information that's right. classified every yeah, that's, so often. Yeah, that's under some sort of constitutional thing. That's the, yeah. Um, I forget what that. So now they're probably digging through the alien archives. Right. And going, it's like, what can we put out there? <laughs> you throw this out there. They probably yeah, see what happens. But <clears throat> apparently they found it like recently, like oh in 2020. God, dude. And, um, but yeah, nobody's talking about it. That's weird. That's really weird. It's dude. really weird, man. So, have you done much digging into this whole alien thing? No, dude. I I don't because it's so hard to tell what's fake and what's real. Because yeah. I'm kind of like a I'm a video learner. I'm a video. I like watching videos, and right. I don't like reading articles as much. But I've been trying to do it more lately. But you know, you watch these YouTube videos of like alien sighting, UFO sighting, and it's like they you know there's like shooting stars or whatever that they're filming and stuff, and right, like it, it might be. Photoshopped, might be well, video shopped. It could be real. Is, they had this dude on Joe Rogan as well. There was this one guy who was a, I think he was like a, he was like a fighter pilot jet, but he's like a colonel in in I guess that'd be the Air Force. Um, could be any. Okay, so yeah, I think it was the Navy then. So he was a colonel in the Navy, and he was doing a quote unquote. Um, what training run in their jet. And then all of a sudden, you know, dispatch comes over the radio and says, Hey, go check this thing out. So they go and they check it out and they're what he describes it as. And there's three jets in, um, all recording this and they cut and they all go, wait, what the heck is that thing? Cause this is the thing that they're going to go investigate. investigate. Right. Yeah. So they, they get up on it real close. And then as they're, they're coming up, it looks like it's just floating there. <clears throat> above the ocean and it's just pushing all this water away from it and just going you know just hovering about this far off the ground but you uh. can see like this force getting just pushing the ocean away from yeah. it and they're like what the heck is this thing and they're getting up close and all of a sudden it just appears right there in their face looks at them for a second and they go past it they turn around to to go find it again and it's gone and all of a sudden they look on their radar and it's over by their ship <laughs> they're uh their aircraft carrier that they're talking that they're um um that yeah based out of and then they're like oh shoot so then they they book it over to it and by the time they get there the thing's gone what dude and this is from three different people when did this, this? shoot i can't remember when this happened um yeah it, dude, it was recent you gotta was, find that one it was here. pretty recent <laughs> And um, apparently there's some videos on it, um, but I'm not, I didn't look into it, but there was this. That is sketchy, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. So 
You come yeah. back here. Murders. Tell me. You come back here. Tell me about murder hornets one week. And now you're talking about What's aliens. That? We're not going to watch Joe Rogan no. on our podcast. No. <laughs> but anyways, that's the one that he was on. It was on the 361, I think. 2004. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's when he was. Yeah, dude. So it's crazy. And that's, it's interesting because this, here's this dude. Holy shit. Who's like part of the Navy. He's a high ranking Navy, you know. Yeah, Navy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Navy officer, you know. and Colonel, he said. Colonel, right. And here he is. He's talking about it. Telling him, telling Joe Rogan about an alien. Yep. See, right? There's like. It's a video. Oh, yeah. Don't. Don't play it yet. Oh my what? god. Anyways, you can go look it up if you want. But yeah. um Tic Tac UFO. Tic Tac UFO. Yeah, because it looks like a little tic tac is what he was saying. You know? That is so sketchy, dude. Yep. It's so bizarre. So yeah, there's all that stuff. So So it appears right in their face. Yep. And then it goes back to the ship that they came from. Yeah, it's down on the ground, and all of a sudden in a matter of seconds, it's jumps like yeah hundreds of feet up in the air right in their face and it was actively jamming their radar is what they were saying so that the thing was legitimately jamming like trying to jam their equipment yeah so that it couldn't follow it right that's so weird man yeah it's like it's it's like it's from a different dimension yeah a different like, dimension or or it's like stopping time yeah to what, move <laughs> So yeah, there's that. There's weird things like that where people are like, you know, not loony. Like I, I'd like to think that they're not loony. Yeah, yeah. But then recently, this documentary came out on Netflix. The um, it wasn't a documentary; it was a, a reboot of a TV show called Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I can't remember if I brought it up on the podcast yet. But there was one about Heard aliens. About okay. And all the people on that show were just wacky looking. Like yeah. Hillbilly type things that looked like they'd done, you know. Meth, well, not meth because their teeth were all there, but (laughs) (laughs) okay, (laughs) so probably, yeah, something, something crazy. But DMT uh, alien sighting is a little bit different than, than like a sober alien sighting, right? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, but the the thing about that is that they had like apparently that was when there was a big, a big, huge town, right? And multiple people around, like. Uh, I don't know, a big like thousand mile radius or something all said that they saw this phenomenon happening all at once. Damn. And they didn't know each other. Right. Yeah. That's really, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's bizarre. And it's like, so there's a lot of things out there and it's weird. It's like, how do you explain that? Like a bunch of people who don't know who they are. None of these people aren't like collaborating in any way whatsoever. And boom, well, they say I'll see the same thing, you know, and they're just driving down the road, coming back from a funeral or a church gathering or just hanging out at home or hanging out with their friends. I keep seeing videos for about aliens, like like ads about videos for aliens and like little clips of people claiming they saw a UFO. Right. Or something that looks like a shooting star that just came out of nowhere. And like, uh, I, 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 it's weird because you know, we're, we're in some really crazy times right now and it kind of feels like the end of the world <laughs> Yeah, to some people maybe. And uh, so I think putting out videos about aliens 
is is a good way to get some clout, you know, get something to go viral. Yep. Because you know people are going to be looking for that type of thing. Who believe in 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 lot who who look into lots of conspiracy theories and stuff. And plus, everybody's so <clears throat> like divided right now. You know, there's everybody hates each other, and you're everything's so polarizing. And but just think about if you know Independence Day, like that movie, happened where aliens come in, how quickly the entire earth would have to like rally itself together to, you know, put aside our differences and just become one to actually go and take on this force that's, you know, threatening all of human life. Yeah, dude. You know, because you think about it, like this is earth. This is the only place that we know of that humans exist. Yeah. You know, so you <laughs> just blow, the, you blow earth up. Well, we're done. Yeah. You know, we have no way to get off this rock. We're not off here yet. Yeah. You know, so... Hopefully Elon Musk will take us all to Mars. Yeah. We could colonize Mars. Hopefully the aliens don't come and blow us up though. You know? <laughs> Pod heaven, everybody. So this is St. Wild. We just recorded a cover of Riptide by Grandson this week. St. Wild. As like, I know this dude. Who is this guy? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I made that beat and uh, I made the beat in FL Studio. And then we jumped back over to Cakewalk where we were tracking, and uh, we had we recorded rhythm guitar, lead guitar, vocals, and um, just some synths, yeah, stuff. Just some. When did you guys do that? That was yesterday. Oh, nice. No, it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before yesterday, so it was Thursday. Yeah. Thursday we did that and it took us about 12 hours. Whoa. No, it took us like eight because we worked on something else for four. That one song? Yeah, that, mm. one, that one took us eight. But we're probably going to do another eight on it. Do a phase two, you know? Yeah. It's Once you get to your final final mix, it, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to tell what the final is. Yeah. Dave always says, you know, he says... <laughs> He says, I'm a Christian, but that doesn't mean I can't fucking cuss. And then he goes, he goes, but the only words we don't say here is the D word and the F word, done and finished. <laughs> He's like, a song's never done or finished. Yeah. It always escapes at some point. You have to just decide, okay, that's the one we're going to use. Yeah. That's the final master. That's it. You know, because it's so, because artists, just want to work on it forever and ever and ever. Right. They're just like, what about this? 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 And it's like, what about this? 
Like, let's just put let's, it on there. Let's like finish this. this. Yeah, we get halfway through this. Oh, do you know what we can do? We can do this one and we can go over and do this one. It's like, no, hey, hold up. I'm like, you want to buy all that time and do it right now? Or you want to wait for the next song and spend a little bit more time on that one? Like, yeah. your first song, just 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 throw it up there. But yeah, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do a phase two on, on that cover because it definitely deserves it. You know, I'll, I'll do phase one all the time and, yeah. and do a new song every week with whoever I'm recording with. But, you know, then then after you do three of them, you go, okay, this one's really good. This is going to be the single or this one's going to be really catchy for people or this one has potential to make it on the radio. And you never really know which one is going to hit. Yeah. Even the guys who like specialize in that, like, oh, I got an ear for the new sound. Like, oh, I know what the people want to hear. Yeah. I know what goes on the radio. I know how to, how to catch people's ear, you know, you, you don't. Because if you submit a song to a commercial, it goes like this. There's a hat full of names and you chuck yours in there. And, you know, that, that, that's how it is. Because the guy's sitting there. He's got 17 tracks lined up, you know, all these submissions for this commercial. He goes, play. That one's not it. Next one, play. That one's not it. Next one, play. That might be it. Next one, play. That one's not it. That's it. That's the one, right? You know, and it's it's just all about how the how how the commercial comes together because they might say, "Hey, seven hundred producers, we need a song for our commercial about eardrops," <laughs> right? You know, and so you might picture like, you know, this this little like thing that this this clip of a camera painting through some flowers, and then there's a kid playing, and like his ear hurts, and his mom like drops in his ear, and he's like, "Fine." You know, so you might come up with this little like little happy right. little song for it. But in reality, like they have a completely different plot in mind for this ear commercial. And they're going to have like a hamster with a laser gun <laughs> running around like shooting bacteria. And then it's going to like zoom out of this kid's ear. And now, so then you want like a metal song or like a dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun like Mortal Kombat type shit or something. <laughs> you know, so you just, the, so Submit to 700 commercials. Right. You know, get your hat. Get the shotgun start putting, name, put, start putting their names in your hat. Yeah. yeah. Shotgun blast. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, anyways, what are we talking about this week? So, I got the cover with St. Wild. <laughs> I was just hanging out with uh, Tavo. That, that cover's going to be out probably... Probably by the time this episode's out. Next week? Yeah. From here? Yeah. So I'll put a link in the description. Go check it out. Nice. Me and St. Wild killing it. See, this is why we need to record and post huh? quicker. I need to get these episodes edited quicker. Oh. Because we're in the future. We're in the future. We're in the future right now. <laughs> so I got that going. I got that coming out. I'm going to 11 Studios with Tavo. Pretty soon here. It's funny because you're not going to a, eleven different studios. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eleven different studios today, man. <laughs> no, apparently there's this studio in Vancouver called Eleven Studios, and I think it's kind of more of an underground thing. Okay, and that's why I haven't heard of it yet. But I think Tavo's been wanting me to come out there for a while and check it out. Mm. And it's funny because I think last week or the week before we were talking about we were talking about Third Eye Goonies and nobody and Tavo. Talk about nobody. Yeah. 
And then, and I was like, I love that. I got to have Tavo on my album. I was like, I'm going to send him this clip and I'm going to, and I'm going to see if he wants to be my album. But before we even uploaded that episode, he hit me up. He was like, yo, bro, we got to smoke. We got to hang out. What are we doing? (laughs) I was like, hell yeah, bro. Let's do it. And then we hung out and I asked him if he wanted to be on my album. And he was like, yeah, dude. So Tavo's going to be on my new album. I think I'm going to have St. Wild on there. Uh, And dude, it's going to be a. It's gonna be sick. It's gonna be a <laughs> monster, dude. I want to make sure that I have that before it's out, so I can be like feel special. Yeah, <laughs> well, you gotta be on it. You, I want you to be on it too. Oh yeah. Okay. I Let's have. Do it. I can't. Remember. Uh, Boom goes the dynamite. Is probably the one that I want you on. Okay, sounds good. Put some screaming on that shit, we'll do dude. It. We'll do it. It's gonna be out of control, man. <laughs> it's gonna be the most, the most like. Just a symphony of like from the future, like from the year like 2050, bro. <laughs> it's gonna be on this time. Alien Symphony. Alien Symphony. Maybe that's what I should call the other. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have a name for it yet. But yeah, I'm gonna have Tavo on. I'm gonna have Louis B on it. I'm recording with Louis B tomorrow. Louis's album is coming out very soon. Um, he's got some beats that he's got to buy still. So that we have the rights to them, so we can publish the, the album. But uh, we're getting closer and closer. And tomorrow we're doing a bunch more tracking. And uh, I'm just having a blast out here, man. Doing lots of music in lots of different places. And a lot of people ask me, what kind of music do you make? And I'm just like, like how can I explain what I do in, in, in 10 minutes to somebody? Yeah. What I'm starting to realize is that no one really cares about the producer. You know, he's mm. he's the behind the scenes guy. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are trying to be a producer and an artist like myself. <clears throat> and a lot of artists give up on that quickly. Um, because, you know, production is the part that goes unnoticed. It's, it's, that's why nobody likes EDM. Or let's... <laughs> Nobody what? likes EDM. Nobody likes EDM. That's why tons of people knock on EDM because it's like, you know, you there's to be a producer. Yeah, there's no live instruments, oh. so like it just sounds like a bunch of sounds. Like what? What is Isn't that? What all music is? There's no talent involved. <laughs> You're not playing an instrument. You're not artists because no one can play the guitar. <laughs> exactly. That's okay. a sample from a Skrillex song. I get isn't it. it? Yeah, <laughs> nobody's an artist because nobody can play the guitar. Yeah, no one here is an artist because nobody can play the guitar. Just it's just technicians uh, making noise, he okay. says. Yeah, dude, and I remember a Skrillex song where there's a sample in there where he says, "It's like a it's it's a really old recording, so it's probably from the '60s or something, probably with somebody from the Beatles or or with from the Louis Armstrong band or something, but." It's like just just an just an old 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 sample of an interview, and this guy's saying, "What do you think is going to happen with the future of music?" And he says, "Well, I can envision a lot of machines, you know, and a lot of lights, and a lot of automated, you know, machines making the music, tape machines, yeah." Which obviously, you know, nobody nobody's using tape machines to perform their music now. 
Well, how, yeah. how long do you think, you know, cause you know, they've already got AIs that can write like movie scripts. They're obviously, they're terrible. Yeah. And like if you've read some of these AIs that AI written movie scripts. Yeah. But you know, it's only gonna get better. Yeah. Do you think we're ever gonna get to the point where you can just go like, I wanna make an EDM song and you push a button and then the goes through all the algorithms. Oh and- man. I sure hope not, dude. <laughs> cool Spotify playlist. Uh, just makes it up on go. Yeah, oh yeah, Spotify. it's 100% original. I would really oh. like to see Spotify and iTunes start getting more technology and 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 you know, re- branching out a little bit on what they're doing. I would I would What do you mean? I think the DAWs need to hold off a little the bit. DAWs? Slow down. The Ableton FL Studio the digital audio workstations, the AW. Oh, okay. Those, you know, those are getting really like some of the plugins that they're coming out with. Like you can already automatically master a song, right? You know, with Ozone. Yeah. And sure, it's not radio quality. And sure, if you send it to a radio DJ, he's probably going to say no. But like to do fan level production at home, you can do that. And if you come record a song at Bent Beat, we can do that for you. Or we can hire a professional mastering engineer to actually do it in their treated room with like, you know, cause it, cause no, no room is flat. There's a certain shape of a room that as is, is pretty ideal for mastering to where everything, everything is flat in the uh-huh. room. Every frequency speakers comes out at the same volume. So if you play pink noise through it, which is, which is exactly that it's, every frequency played at the same volume, you can receive it with a microphone and it, and it would be exactly flat, you okay. know? So, and cause in, at, at bent beat, we have the speakers EQ'd, right? So you play pink noise, every frequency played at an equal volume through your speakers and you have a microphone to receive the noise. And then you look at how the microphone's receiving the noise, how that noise sounds in the room. And you might find that you're losing some of your bass and that the bass frequencies aren't coming up at, as well. So to boost that, you know, all the sound runs through an EQ before it goes to speakers. So we lift the bass up just a little bit until we see that it's flat. Right. Right. Okay. And then there's too much treble. So we bring the treble down a little bit right here. And there's a little spike between 1K and 5K, you know, adjust that. But, hmm. you know, that's really hard. And it's really funny to watch all these mastering engineers losing business because, because of ozone. Oh. Because kids are doing it at home on their laptops now. And but you said you said yourself it's not as good. It's not as good. Uh, but nobody really know understands why. Okay. A radio, a radio DJ will listen to a song and go, that's not mastered correctly if you use Ozone to to automatically. But I listen it. to it and I'm like, I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And more and more music is promoted is, is promoted directly to those people now. Okay. And, yeah. and it doesn't have to go through the radio DJ. It just yeah. comes out on Facebook. Okay. And now all your fans can go to your Facebook, which you know is basically your website now. Yep. And they can listen to your song on all platforms. You can mm-hmm. upload it from your from your house. Because Spotify doesn't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> right. I think it has to be a certain volume. I don't know if you could upload a silent clip like clip to distro kid, but I'm pretty sure you can. You know, I don't think there's any standards as far as MasterCard. Yeah, DistroKid is the service that distributes your music to all platforms. Distribution Kid. Yeah, for a very, very low price. Nice. I just saw that. Wasn't that at 13 earlier? Yeah, yeah, we had a problem with the 
the video has stopped recording yeah, for some we reason. Skipped? Oh, yeah, audio's fine. Okay. Yeah, audio's good, but the video stopped recording for some reason. So we'll figure it out, though. Huh. Anyways, what about, you know. What was I talking about? The distro kid <laughs> and how you can just, like, the the radio DJ isn't the middleman anymore. That's right. Yeah. So lots of artists kind of, you know, they, they, the underground, there's a lot more opportunities for the underground artists now. Yeah. And, you know, if you record songs at Bent Beat, there's tons of stuff we can offer you besides professional mastering that'll right. make your song, you know, what it needs to be. Because mm -hmm. what a lot of those kids do is rip a beat off YouTube. Right. And, you know, 10 rappers have already used that beat. And I don't know what happens when you buy the rights to that beat. I don't know if you 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 get the royalties now for all the other rappers that didn't buy the rights, but they bought the beat or what. But, you know, there's there's methods of, of distribution that DistroKid has with the royalties that it all happens within there. You know, we don't need ASCAP. Um, you know, and I hesitate to say all this because I'm in the business of promoting artists. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's one thing you're going to hear from me coming to my studio that you won't hear going to somebody else's is that. Well, yeah. At least not a major label. Plus, can you imagine all the artists mixing and mastering their own music? That would, there'd be a lot of people that are out there who have the talent, who are good musicians, but they haven't put in the, the reps to get good at mastering and mixing and developing their ear. And then yes, maybe their vision for the song isn't exactly right. Yeah. You know, um, and that it's it, to have somebody who has the ear, who has the, you know, cause I, I just imagine this, there's a guy that comes in there and he's the guitarist, he's the lead singer. And he's also the bassist, right? Mm -hmm. And then he hires out a drummer. Yeah. And he hires out, you know, maybe a lead guitarist or something, whatever. Whatever yeah. the, the mix may look like. Yeah, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. I guess they do that. Um, <laughs> so, but, so the guy comes in, right? And he's also the, the, the sound engineer, right? Yeah. So guess what's going to be at the front of the mix every single time? His guitar, his, his guitar, vocals, and his bass. And yeah, maybe he's really, he was a guitarist first and a vocals second. So the guitar is going to be super loud. Yeah. And the vocals are going to be behind, and everything else is just going to be behind that. That's right. It's not going to sound good, but this is the way he wants it to sound. So, yeah, dude. you know, so I don't. Because when I mix a song <laughs> that I recorded, I'm going to make sure my guitar solo sounds really good. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe let everything else go by the wayside, you know? But, yeah. Yeah, bro. So you're right. <laughs> that, and that's exactly what I was just going to say after you brought that point up is that, yeah, the, the guy who plays guitar, if yeah. he's mixing the song, then you already know that's all you're going to hear. Yeah. It's not going to be good. But that's just not what's best for the song nine times out of 10. And if you're an artist, you have to be really humble and you have to think about, think from right. the listener's perspective. I was working with this gal the other day and I was trying to offer her some suggestions to make her music more palatable to the listener, because she said when she first started recording with us that she wanted radio quality music, which means I'm going to spend six to seven to eight hours on each song, mm -hmm. you know? And so we go into the studio with that mentality and, and, and then she starts going on, I can't pay for all this time. 
And I'm going, well, you said you want your music on the radio. Yeah. She's like, well, I actually just kind of want to like put it on SoundCloud and like show a few of my friends. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then click, click, click. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? here's the cool thing about this whole thing is as technology advances and gives the the recorder and the artist more freedom, Yeah, it still doesn't negate the fact that um, the consumer is what dictates what becomes pop popular. That's right. So if you, you could be the best singer, you could be the best guitarist and, but you don't actually get your stuff up to radio quality. Yeah. Like you're saying. Yeah. The, it's going to become apparent super quick uh, by the consumer that you're not becoming famous. Yeah. You're not going to get on the radio with this stuff. Yeah. You need to go find somebody who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. You know? or, or, but you know, but also on the flip side of the coin, getting on the radio isn't necessarily the right, best way. Right. Not the way to go this day, but the consumer, the hits, the amount of clicks, the likes, the shares, yeah. that's what's going to be what determines what becomes popular and what doesn't. Yeah, because you can you can build up over time a decent income right. between Instagram, Spotify, your merch store. If you you're know. good. Yeah. If you're if you're really good and, your and you're really disciplined yeah. and you're really consistent and you do that every day, if you get a song in a commercial though, money just starts coming in, you know, and and they they pay you however many dollars every time that commercial airs. So if you get a song in a commercial on the Super Bowl, that's where Bent Beat can really help out a lot. Right. Is 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 getting your song into a few places that's yep. gonna generate some royalties over time because. You got to think about it. Dave at Bempy has recorded a hundred thousand songs. Mm -hmm. He's not so concerned who if his guitar solo sounds great anymore. Uh -huh. You know, he's more concerned about where the money is going to come from this right. song because he has a business to run and to support. And so, you know, if we want if we want radio quality music, it takes more time. But if you want fan level music, you can do that at home easily. But that's why you get to come into the studio and the recording sessions with that angle in mind. That's right. With that if, mindset. If, if you come in there and say, I want radio quality stuff. You better be gonna, willing to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, you got to be ready to pay for it. It's got to be expensive. You got to be ready for that. Mm -hmm. But if you want it to be in the Super Bowl, <clears throat> maybe you have to get some like give up some of these uh, liberties in what you're doing. I mean, like, here's the song that I have. It's got potential. You guys go and make it into something that's going to be good for the Super Bowl. That's going to be Super Bowl quality. Right. right. And you have to be willing to give up some of that, you know, and give them more freedom to that's create right. something that's going to be ready to go into the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know? Because maybe your original... Uh, vision for this piece isn't what's going to get you on the Super Bowl. Right. You know, and you, that's when you got to be willing and ready to, you know, to change. Yeah. Cause I came to the studio with Ferrari and I told, and I showed Dave and I said, Hey Dave, I think this is my single. Uh -huh. I really want to try to get this in a commercial or something. And he was like, really you want it in a commercial? You want it on the radio? I was like, yeah. He was like, well, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. Mm. I was like, what? He's like, Cut everything in half. Cut the guitar solo oh, in half. Oh, make it shorter. Yeah, cut the cut cut the guitar solo in half. That was his main point. He says, "You you you come in and you set it up, and then you ba da 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 da, and then you close it out." Uh -huh. He goes, "Just ba da 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 da, and move on." 
you know? Uh, and that's like so hard for me to hear. Yeah, like, no, it is. That's like the coolest part of the song. It but is. It doesn't matter. U- upload, upload the full version and then upload the radio edit, Yep. you know, and send the radio edit to, to the Ferrari company mm-hmm. and send the radio edit to, you know, the, the movie script writer or the, the right. guy who. That's why it was so frustrating when you would listen to like the Linkin Park radio edits. Yeah. All the screaming was taken out. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I'm. I want that. Yeah, come dude. on. <laughs> That's a, it's so funny. Like the radio guys are like, "Oh, you can't have screaming. People don't like that." But then you go talk to the fans, and they're like, "What happened to all the screaming, man?" Yeah, and it's just because it's so hard to please everybody. Well, that's only like maybe a sixteenth of the pie is sure. the actual Lincoln Park fans. If you want to hit all the other spectrum of everybody else, you're probably gonna want to take the screams out of that. That's right, man. Because there's only like a 30 of your fan or like a small, small fraction, 16th. Yeah. Maybe of your fans who are like your fan fans. Mm-hmm. You yep. know. Yeah. The people who buy your t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, I don't really know where we're at. Because 52 minutes, 53 minutes. Seriously? Where we go. It's going to be a little longer one. You got to deal with this for an extra 20 minutes. <laughs> this is my remix of Sweet Dreams. I can't remember who that song's by, but everybody knows that song. Sounds like a. What's that one? Sweet Dreams well, by Eurythmics. The Eurythmics. Electro swing, dude. That's the genre I would put this in. Yeah. So cool. It's a really good feeling. Feel. Yeah, dude. Electro swing. I love that. It's so cool. Nice. That sound is. <laughs> Yo, so you know how I've always been talk or been talking a lot about um, influencers, yeah, and how it's really you know, I take everything with a grain of salt and really be focused on what you know. What kind of background does this person have? Do your research. Do your research on the actual person. Yes, and sir. I, f- I found the perfect example of this. So the dude, his name is Joe. Joe Decina is his name. So many Joes. So many Joes. See, that's what I'm talking about. They're Joe all Joes, Rogan. man. <laughs> Joe Budden. Yeah. Joe who? Joe Decina. Joe Decina. He's the guy, he's the founder and creator of Spartan Race. Okay, yeah. You know, so here's this dude who who's, he's created this Spartan Race, right? Uh, for the people who don't know what a Spartan Race is, is it's a 10K usually with a bunch of obstacles. So, uh, so it's a, it's running through the woods, fields, mud, kind of not necessarily on a track or, you know, on the street. So it's back in the woods and out in the country. Like some American Ninja Warrior type shit. Kind of, but that, 
Yeah. And then they put the American Ninja Warrior type obstacles in it. So you'll run for a mile and then you'll hit an obstacle. You'll run for maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes and run into another obstacle, right? So monkey bars, tire flips, javelin throws. Damn. You know, and that's kind that of this. crazy. It's really, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> um, but so that, that's a Spartan race, right? And you do this for 10, uh, t- a 10K basically. And um, lot, it's super, super popular. And at face value, you see this guy who's created the Spartan race. He's in good shape yeah. himself. And um, he created this fitness-based community around this uh, healthy race, right? Because if you run this thing, you're the peak, you're, you're in the peak physical condition, but you're not. You watch most, you would see the most people who run this race, they're not. Um, but anyways, so he's, he's created fame through being an entrepreneur basically. Mm. Um, but if you go and you look, um, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not like a trainer. He's not, he doesn't, he just, he's just the founder of a, of a, a Spartan race. Yeah. Right. Um, but he, then he started doing, he opened, and then he has his ranch out in shoot Colorado. Nice. Um, it's this beautiful ranch that he, he brings people out to and he helped, he, he does like the biggest loser mm. type thing with them. So he found this dude who is like 300 pounds overweight. Yeah. Right? And he's like, and this, this 300 pound dude ran one of his Spartan races and it took him, he, I mean, he didn't do it and he didn't break any records, but he's like, he was, he was basically tricked into doing this race. It wasn't exactly what he thought it was. That's the whole reason he did it. But anyways, regardless, he did this race, you know, at 10 K is a long, a long ways, you know, it's, it's yeah. not easy to do. It's, you not, can't, it's hard to even run a 10. Yeah. You can't just get up off of a, off your couch and go run a 10 K right now. It takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like I did a triathlon, like a sprint triathlon. Yeah. So just like, I know 10 laps in a pool, I can't remember the exact distance in the pool. And then I ran, I biked 10 miles and then I ran a, a, a 5k. Damn. So yeah, it's, triathlon. So it's, it's, it's a lot, but it's, it's really short, you know, and I was feeling pretty good. I feel p- pretty good about that. And then I tried to go run a, a 10k after that. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't work. <laughs> didn't <laughs> work. Know, I had to, I had to stop, you know, after running this 10k. So it's not, it's not just like an easy feat. Yeah, you know, that most people can do. But yeah, this dude, he was, you know, way overweight. And for whatever for whatever reason, he ran this race and he did it. And um, then so the Joe, the founder of the Spartan race was like, hey, you should come up to my my ranch and um, we'll get you we'll get you in, in, in shape. Right. And then he goes to say, and this is where I just, just makes makes me go, OK, he says in. 10 weeks, we lost 200. We, we dropped him down 300 pounds. 10 weeks. 10 weeks or something like that. Something re- three months or six months maybe. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. It's not the way to do it. It's huh? not the way to do it. And, they're, and, and then he's on the podcast and the host was like, oh my gosh, you are an amazing person. You did this yeah. to this guy. I can't believe it. How'd you do it? And he goes, oh, well, we just put him on the fruit and vegetables diet. That's all he could eat was raw, as much vegetables as he wants and as much raw uh, and just as much fruit as you want. 
but you have to go and you have to walk 10 miles every single day Duh. and you're stuck on this ranch. Duh. Right? It's going to take a long time. Yeah, but he did it in like, I, f- I forget the exact, but it was 10 weeks or so. 10 weeks or so. Lost 300 pounds or whatever. And it's just like, and the dude was in pain. The dude was just miserable the entire time. But yet we, we watch these shows like The Biggest Loser and then people come onto these podcasts that are super popular and then they they put these guys on there who have done these things and then we just praise them for it. And it's And it's just like, that's not the way to do this. It's not. How come? Because... We have to realize that um, it's it's dangerous on to do this. It's unrealistic to do this, and in the long term, it's setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Because this first dude, he had pretty good um, success with it, and I'm not. They didn't go into much detail on what happened to him after he left the farm. Yeah, but they said that they did it. This other dude heard about this story and he said, do that to me. And he came on there and similar results, but his girlfriend came and picked him up. And then the first place that they went to was Ben and Jerry's <laughs> right after that. Yeah. And he gained it all back and then some. Wow. And it was just, just downhill from there. Just downhill from there. Immediately, as soon as they left the farm, boom, right back to the way they were. And he gained it all back and then some. And unfortunately, these people on these biggest loser type things, that's exactly where the majority of these people do. Yeah, because they go to this place and they get called fat mm-hmm. for 10 weeks. Yep. And they, you know, create a whole bunch of new habits. Yep. But they're doing it because this other person's telling them to, and it's because they're on yeah. TV, and it's because they have all these people watching them, and yep. it's they're not fixing their addiction to whatever it is that's exactly bingo, ding ding ding. That was exactly what I was going to say next. Is because the reason that most of these people are obese and super overweight is not because they like ice cream. Yeah. It's not because they don't, because they like cheeseburgers. That's not the reason why they're super overweight. It's because there's something mental or something emotionally moving them to go to this place because nobody looks it's, in the mirror and says, that's okay. Yeah. You know, there is some, they, they look at themselves, they hate themselves for getting into that position. They are. They really, in the if you ask them, do you want to change? They would say yes, but there is something that is not allowing them to do that. Yeah, they and you have to figure out what that is. They have to justify being there. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, that's the whole thing: is you can go in there and you can force people to do these things. You can force people to go through all these um, these changes and we look at it from the outside and we go, man, and we praise the trainer who does that. And we say, good work. That's amazing. Yeah. But then they go back to their comfort zone. To their comfort zone. We haven't fixed the internal deep issues, the emotional issues, the base of why we look like this. Because you need to fix that first. Then you need to install new habits. And then you need to fix the metabolic damage that they've done to themselves yeah. so that you can set them up so once they get all that weight off, they can keep it off. Yeah. 
and then, but that doesn't make good television. No. That doesn't make good stories. That doesn't make you, you know, tug at your heartstrings. Yeah. And that doesn't generate clicks. That doesn't generate views. It doesn't. You yeah, know? you'd think that that feeling of pain would make them, you know, want to change their life forever and not go right. back to that. But uh -huh. I just think when it comes from ex when it comes from an external source, you know, from somebody else telling you mm -hmm. that that's what you need to do, I think it's just easy to go back to the other half because I've wrestled with lots of addictions yeah. in my life, and I think that's that's you know, the main reason people get super, super fat is just because they're addicted to food. Right. You know, and addiction is a really weird thing. Like mm -hmm. it starts making you think in ways and trying to justify, you know, what you're doing. And like, it's so, but then if you start trying to act like you're a victim to it, that's not going to help you either. No. So exactly. how do you fix that? Yeah, you got, and that's why it's so <laughs> important that like, when you're going into your fitness journey or any sort of like spiritual journey, physical journey, mental journey, whatever. Yeah. You've got to look at it as a whole. Yeah. You know, think you about how you're going to feel after. Yeah. You can't just be like, I want to lose weight. You know, I'm overweight. Why am I overweight? Because of this. Okay. I need to fix this thing. And I also need to work on my, my physical part. I need to work on my mental. How do I view food? How do I, you know, view myself? What's my self-talk look like? How do, uh, what is, you know, my, my day to day look like? Is there any time in my, in my, where I can add more steps into my mm -hmm. life? Can I, you know, am I eating, am I eating because I'm hungry or am I eating because I feel a certain way, yeah. you know, am I bored? Am I yeah. sad? Am I, you know, whatever. I fully understand comfort eating. Yeah. I love to eat when I, when I'm depressed, like, yep. oh man, like nothing makes me feel better than just like some sherbet <laughs> or something just Dude. with a ridiculous amount of sugar. I have a bad day. There's nothing like getting a little Caesar's pizza and just eating the whole thing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> But there's just so much more that goes into this. It's not as simple as just isolating a person in this controlled environment and then having them lose all this weight and expecting that to just carry on once yeah. you let them out into the real world again. You know, I had an idea for weight loss this week that I wanted to share with you. Okay. I really think this could be a product that you might be able to market to, uh, to, to some of your, your, your clients. Okay. Imagine an elliptical with an automatic motor in it that you strap yourself into. <laughs> you duct tape your legs to the, like, or whatever, <laughs> like Velcro straps. Okay. And it just, just shakes the shit out of you. <laughs> it just it just drives itself, so you can't slow it down. You're just it just, but you're not actually like propelling it forward. It's no, just, it's just moving, moving you. you. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of these. There's an actual like vibration plate. 
Have you heard these? Yes. Things? Yeah. So there's there's these that. vibration studios that people will go oh to. They have those in Planet Fitness. That is so yeah, stupid. Planet Fitness. And their whole idea is that it shakes you and stimulates you to burn more fat. Yeah, it's you making know? you move. Yeah, it's making you move. Which is funny because the whole reason that we burn more calories isn't because something else is moving us. It's not just, you know, something that's going through the space, you know, it's, it's because our muscles are contracting. We're actually, as we contract, we're using energy, which is calories. So okay. we burn calories. So if something is outside. Yeah, like Obviously this, it's a joke. <laughs> this, this oh thing, man, like, Eric's heck? got a video up here of, of this. What is of it? A, vibrating what, belts. Vibrating it's belts. Same idea. It's a, this used to be how you went to the gym. Yes. Maybe not like super widespread, but this was. Yeah, see, we're we're obviously. It's a prototype is, of the shake machine. Yeah, this is. Um, I mean, I mean, there called. is studies behind these whole vibration plates. Is this 1942? Is that the date? 1930s. 1930s. 1945. Man. That's crazy. Obviously, I'm joking about the elliptical that you strap yourself. Right, into. right, right. <laughs> but but, it's, I, but I did think of that, and I was like, wait, wouldn't that work? Like. Yeah, it's funny because that's that's exactly what people are trying to do with this whole. Sure. Yeah, it's funny, dude. But um. Anyways, so <laughs> all the videos that are playing up here are very distracting. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Here's what you got to do: go find us on social media, give us a follow, and send us your questions. Our social media tag is at PodHeavenAustinDevin on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. You can also tweet us at PodHeavenAD. If you watch us on YouTube, drop a like, drop a like and subscribe for more. Thanks for listening to Pod Heaven. We will we see, will you, see next week. you next week. You want to just let that run for a little bit? I just need a... Uh, song to play out if I you know if I put if I if I don't let it play out then I have to put the song in after it cuts off no you usually don't